Welcome back to episode 282 of the Bad Taste Video Podcast. I'm Mike. I'm here with my, uh, I don't know, are you like my my Italian ripoff? Um, like maybe your Italian counterpart. Jesus Christ, ripoff. <laughs> <laughs> Rough, right out of the gate this week. I can already tell. Here we go. Uh, but Grizz, we're back, man. It's before the time of natural disasters, really. We're like in that nice like in-between period uh, where I'm not going to get hit by a hurricane, even though I don't really fear that anymore, being in PA. Uh, and True. you will be getting hit by 18 feet of snow uh, mixed with ice. <laughs> Uh, we're in that nice <laughs> that nice time period where we could just fucking relax, hang out, go through our um, what do we call this demonic December, right? Uh, yes. We're in the holiday season. We figured, uh, what more? What like what more can you want for a holiday movie than an Italian take on The Exorcist? Uh, it's it's quite a ride, and it has quite the soundtrack. But Grizz, uh, before we get into this movie, let's hit the intro. And uh, I'll see you uh, beyond beyond the door, I guess. Beyond the door, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She left me in the darkness of despair. I've been turned away by heaven. Now let the devil hear my prayer. Master of the flame, make her feel the love that's dropped. That's an awesome yeah, that's fucking. Like, dude, that was an awesome. That, song. that music to begin that fucking show, like this this movie is is probably the best part. Honestly, that dude, fucking what, song rules. Dude. What do you think about all the music in this? Where it's like this, like real, like soulful, like Sleazy. funky shit, but like everything has like demonic, uh, like undertones to it. All the lyrics are about like demonic well, yeah, shit, yeah, or yeah. so it seems like. Um, I was insanely shocked about uh you know the quality of music it's like real music a lot of times in these italian movies you just get this like generic almost uh like uh public domain type sounds scores and yeah. scores yeah um you know obviously you have your fabio frizzies and all that shit and goblin but most of the time it was like as budget as it gets this one not so much man they fucking they rock the well, fuck out of this you could tell that, like, you know, they went into this being like, we got to, like, cash in on Exorcist, you know, being the following year. Um, so I feel like the budget was, like, dumped into this much heavier than, like, other Italian horror films of this time period that, like, we've talked about and that just we know in general. Um, this one really does have, like, a quality, like, a finish to it that I think others of them, uh, you know, might might lack on a little bit. Yeah, uh, we have Richard Johnson in this who plays Dimitri. He's like a mysterious <laughs> character, but you would know him from Zombie. And uh, anytime I see him in a movie, instantly all I can think of is fucking Zombie. Like no matter yeah, what, I just I just think of him as fucking Doctor Menard and all that shit. Like uh, he's, he's a, a tall he, dude, right? He's got to be like fucking. He seems like, like a pretty six, big three, guy, six, four, right? Yeah, and he's, he's like fucking up there. He's like a little bit younger in this movie, right? Like he's his hair is a yeah. little a little bit darker. He's got a little bit more of it. <laughs> Uh, but you know, once you see him, it's going to be a fucking ripoff of some American movie. He's just like one of those <laughs> dudes that's in those things. And you know what's Going funny? Um, there's one sound clip that they use as like a demon breathing and or like just making like a groaning noise. They use that in the beyond. Like that is a 100% a sound clip that's used in the beyond. Uh, so I guess this is where it came from, which is pretty you interesting. You know, dude, I... 
I, I'll take this the wrong way, Mike. I feel like if you were to have autism, right? Oh, that would no. be your power, bro. Like <laughs> you have the ability to like pick out these like sounds from like oh that's the fucking that's the doorbell that they used in this fucking movie from like 75 it's like how the fuck do you know that I mean, it's like the weirdest like you know specialty to be fucking dialed in on my friend it's so funny like things like that i guess they just kind of stick with me because i've been editing this fucking podcast for years i've been editing other things before that and uh, when you're listening to like sounds and people talking and trying to remove <laughs> things, like it just sticks with you. And that and like the noises to me are so distinct to like these movies that like I just I don't know. I like pick it up, no problem. Instinctively, you knew that shit, dude. I love yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you know, like most of them, if it well, at least this is from '74, so like this is before uh, a lot of the reuse starts happening. But like in the '80s. And like the the late seventies, you start seeing all this stuff where it's like, oh, it I know that heavy. sound, I know that sound, I know that soundtrack. Like, yeah, yeah, just, yeah. yeah, I know like, that pe- song. People sure. are really like, you know, borrowing. I guess you could say from other people. Uh, I just want to say what's up to Alan Cantation. Sup, goo, yeah, goo, and uh, <laughs> Brendan Timmons. What's up, man? Uh, this movie does in fact have some goo in it because, of course, you know. The Exorcist has the pea soup scene. They actually say something about pea soup here at uh, one point so, in the movie, but uh, they I think have we touched a, a little bit an equal. Um, last week when I asked you about this, but like, so Exorcist, you're you're not a you're not a, a huge fan. You're not a, a you know Exorcist hater by any means. You'll watch it once a year, enjoy yeah, it or good. whatever. But yeah, uh, you know, Solid. so now. Do you feel like this is more enjoyable for you than something I like this like movie the a lot more? Yeah, I like this really, movie a lot more. Really, that's I feel like yeah. I feel like you know it was, this is not this is not horrible for being like a ripoff of what Exorcist was, um, but man, I feel like the story and just the delivery in Exorcist is just so much better um, than this movie. Like, I just think this doesn't finish strong for me. I think is the the big problem. Yeah, I mean, I I definitely can see that. I like though, like the the odd sleaziness that's like in well, all these baby. movies. What we do, yeah, like <laughs> I don't know, it like adds this like certain sheen to it that I just fucking I uh, I love. Uh, I know The Exorcist. They use tubular bells. That wasn't made for The Exorcist. That was already a piece of music before. Uh, but I feel like this has the stronger score overall. I feel like there's a lot of things that I would listen to, like outside of watching the movie. That uh, that well, are that in song this. in general we just heard. The yeah, jam, that, dude, for sure. That whole like scene itself is fucking hilarious because like the uh, the one dude that's like the producer or whatnot to, that's behind the glass. He's like bobbing his head yeah 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 it's just it's like one of those things where like if you just saw that part of the movie you would be like what am i watching like what the what the fuck is this does not seem like a horror movie at all but you know in the exorcist um reagan's mom was an actress and in this one he's like a famous music guy you know what i mean like they they all kind of you know well I, I, i'll give them that, that too is that I, I i like that it is a ripoff but it's not like we're just gonna copy everything it's like everything is there but it's got its own like a little bit of a twist on it like you just said not an actress this is a like a music producer like you know they're still wealthy they're still famous in their own way but it, it makes it a little bit of a different story yeah um you have like in this case a uh you know his wife and the, the mother of these children who's being who's been possessed and supposedly i don't know if he's she's having a fucking demon baby or not and never fucking really figure no, that no, out she is that um, is a thing that's going on but uh you know it, it so it has its own like it has its own story but it's highly highly like taken it's, from the success of exorcist i mean you could tell yeah. that some some of these scenes we're going to see here that it's 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 a a strong play on that movie yeah especially like when you see like what she's wearing and all that stuff oh, yeah. but uh there are slight differences like there isn't a battle between a priest and the fucking demon that's not a thing in this it's uh more nefarious more of a rosemary's baby type deal you know definitely what i mean has that vibe to it yeah yeah uh i definitely kind of prefer this where there's there there's like an underlying 
like scheme behind everything and it's been set in motion years before. I kind of like that idea. So now how do you feel? Okay. So we just mentioned that movie, like this going up against something like Rosemary's baby. Do you feel like this is still, uh, the watch for you compared to that? Yeah. I'm actually not a huge fan of that one. Uh, I think it's kind of, no? okay. it's a little, little boring for me. Not that it's a bad movie. It's just, it's got that, like that time period of, uh, slow burn kind of shit so that's kind of how this hit for me man because like there is moments of awesomeness in this movie that i really enjoy um but it's this like and it, you know a lot of 70s films uh, can fall victim to this um but the, the dialogue is just very heavy um it's like and then like the delivery of it's a little fucking heavy it it, it, it gets a little sluggish through parts of those like you, you really got to get through it yeah to enjoy I've, it I have a question for you. Do you think the daughter was supposed to be older than the than the <coughs> kid that they cast? The way that, like, the language she used and the way that she spoke, it okay. seemed like she was supposed to be a bit older. See, I don't know if, if she was supposed to be a bit older or if they were just trying to portray them as, like, really shitty parents. Hmm. You know, because, like... The kid throws the fucking garbage out of the back of the fucking convertible in the beginning into the street. And like just the way they talk to the kids is like kind of shitty to begin with, too. So I think it's just like, hey, this is like the product of their environment. They're like just kind of like nasty kids who swear and like, yeah. you know, they're just kind of out do there. What you they know, want. But the parents don't do shit to correct it kind of a thing either. So, well, well the, the mom slaps the, the little girl right at one point. No, or the little boy. The little boy. The little boy, I think it is, yeah. And then and the dad's like, hey, the fuck? And like yeah. because she like has you know what's another cool all right, so like we're we're really kind of getting into this movie already. Um <laughs> there's like a really cool thing with this movie where it's almost like the Amityville horror type thing, but the Amityville horror, the, that movie, I don't know what, what year the book came out, but like the movie itself came out years after this, but like a similar thing where like dad starts getting more aggressive. Right, like slowly starting to like snap on the kids and all that stuff and like turn into like kind of a different person. Um, I really like that aspect of this, um, especially because it's the mother. It's not like one of the kids, Um, you know, the kids, you have the parents that are trying to help getting everybody that they can. Uh, This, it's like a very unique situation where, the you know, up until recently, uh, that wasn't really a thing where the mom was being possessed you know and that's like uh it it is a cool aspect of it because it kind of plays on like this like juxtaposition of like you know everybody has like that idea of like motherly love and like you know that safeness of like what a mom represents and stuff so to like have it be like this thing where like like the like the place of comfort for these kids or whatever is actually like the source of evil and like to have that like build throughout the movie is a really cool play that does keep it interesting through some of the like the more boring parts because it keeps me wanting to know like um you know are the kids the ones end up being possessed is it the mom that's possessed because like shit happens throughout where it's like yeah it's chaotic it's it's, it's it doesn't really like get into the depth of the possession almost until like you know almost three quarters of the way through yeah I that's feel not like. really the focus point of the whole movie Right. Like that's kind of just like the end, you know, the culmination of everything. Um, So, you know, like you were saying, you don't really know who's going to actually be possessed in this house. Um, At one point, I'm going to show a clip right now. You think that maybe the daughter might be the one that is going to be getting possessed because she's actually speaking to like this demon. Right. Like she's hanging out with this thing and you kind of have this like poltergeist type thing going on oh you mean the, the, the son with the chair oh yeah yeah, yeah 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 was it the son or yeah the daughter? this is it's it's the son i believe and like it's this is like it's not scary but it's it's fucking inherently creepy like and it goes back to that thing that like oh the kids can see things they're like more perceptive and stuff like that it, it's showing itself to the kids maybe more so than to the adults this is a fun scene man now we can be alone together just the two of us Sit in that chair. Oh, that dialogue's so creepy. Oh, yeah, it was the sun. Wish I had hair like that. I would love it if you had hair like that. <laughs> but you see, like, you know, the fucking chairs rocking. Like, it's, 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 uh, you know, 
it's reacting to what the kid's saying and stuff like that. He's like he's like having a great time with this ghost demon thing. Uh, it's not really showing any sort of like uh, malevolence. You know, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. No ill will towards the kids or anything. Yeah. Um, you do start seeing a change in the mom, but you know, as you get through the movie, things start to kind of go south for everybody. Which you know, like any good Italian horror film, that's the way it goes, right? <laughs> I mean, that's yeah. They're known for the uh, the great downer endings, which makes them so great on their very you know their very own. I love a good downer ending, man. Well, something that I also liked was when the uh, the doll is like moving around, like oh, before it really too, starts yeah. getting fucking crazy. Um, this is this is actually pretty creepy because like just think about like this happening to you, like what would you do in this situation, you know? Dude, like, my sister had fucking dolls like this, you know? So, like, I could totally fucking was always creeped out by him. So the, always imagining this happening. So the little girl is, like, going into the uh, the refrigerator to get this giant egg-looking cake. All right, it looks like fucking a hard-boiled egg. But the doll is, like, slowly walking towards the girl. I, a giant flan that she just picked out of the fridge. <laughs> <laughs> the voice of like the demon in that like part is like pretty creepy too. But I like what they do with the doll, where it's not walking like in child's play. He walks like a person. That thing is walking yeah, yeah, yeah. like a doll. Like something is like it's not alive. It's just being like puppeted, forced. Yeah, by, yeah, by something. And what I love that these kind of clips that we're showing right now demonstrates is that like you know it it kind of teases you a little bit on like, it's really focused on the children. Like whatever this thing is happening right now, all of it really kind of seems to be centered around these two kids. Um, the, the, the adults aren't really experiencing, you know, too much of it really in the, in the, in the first place. So I'm starting to think, okay, obviously the daughter or possibly the son here is going to get, you know, possessed by this demon. Um, Cause I knew it was like an exorcist ripoff going into it and stuff. But then like, it takes this turn, you know, eventually here on us. Um, but before it takes this turn, it kind of like culminates with this wild fucking scene with these kids, man. And I think this probably might be like um, one of my favorite scenes in the movie because it's just like it's intense. It's a little bit longer than we're going to show here, too. But it's it's like their bedroom just goes fucking wild. Like everything starts going like spinning off the walls. Like and I love this effect that we're going to see here where like light is coming through like floorboards or like wall boards and stuff like that it, it gives us this really like hollow room creepy vibe to this scene dressers <laughs> I, I love that the noises are awesome yeah imagine being in this room as a kid all, the all those dolls, dolls eyes. eyes lighting up and shit dude You know, I thought this was like a great way to like, you know, highlight the uh, the, the, the the poltergeist activity of like yeah. what's going on. Because that's really all that's happened now is like this poltergeist activity. It's not really like a possession, any kind yet. of possession at all. Yeah, it, it's really cool. Like the the way that they have the movie shot, like it looks almost like a funhouse room. Something out of like totally. fucking yeah, like a, yeah. like something from like Nightmare on Elm Street almost, where the room is fucking moving back and forth, like it's not like in a normal house anymore, with the lighting coming through the floorboards. Um, it really does like set a tone and like a mood for the movie, where like these kids are being legit terrorized, and it's not just like a doll yeah. moving. It's like no, like they're going to try to make these kids fucking clinically insane at this point. Yeah, and it's not it's even the true worst terror. It's not even the worst thing that's going to happen, right? This is just kind uh, of like a warm-up for, like, the rest of the movie where, like, you know, the mother starts getting possessed and starts doing all sorts of Reagan-type shit. You know, it's fucking... So, how do you feel about this, like, Dimitri character? Like, his role in this movie, like, this aspect of this film? Yeah, well, first of all, isn't that one of the names from... Isn't the guy's name fucking Dimitri in The Exorcist? The, the young priest? Something. Why you do this to me, Dimi? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Dimitri? it is actually. Yeah. Um, I I like his character. It reminds me of um, what the fuck's his name? High Pike, in uh, uh 
okay, in yeah, Hack a Lantern, yeah, where like he's setting up yeah. this fucking uh, like this evil plot to have the Antichrist fucking brought into this world, and I like the fact that he basically like bargained his soul for like ten more years. And he had to help this plot, you know, come to fruition. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, this, that whole thing like comes full circle at the end, but like, it's such a, they almost like brush over it in the beginning. Right. And like, they don't really give it much oh, yeah, yeah. thought after that until like kind of the, the climax of the movie. But I really do think he's like a cool character. Um, he's kind of like this fucking evil agent trying to like, like start the stalking the, the husband you yeah know? he like actually saves the husband's life from getting hit by the car when the husband's like in this fucking demonic trance or whatnot but like he understands that he has to like kind of win him over and like you know play it cool. close to her man yeah because they don't want like the kid to like be aborted and they don't because the, the pregnancy is like progressing insanely fast right so like it's really yeah, fucked up sure. And uh, I don't know, like this dude's character, he's just like this mysterious, smooth operating, sweaty guy. You know what I mean? And I like this like battle almost between like the actual doctor and like the Dimitri character that kind of happens like throughout like the end of this movie and stuff where like the doctor wants to treat her for like this. And then like Dimitri is trying to convince the husband that like. You know, like like, doctor ain't doing that's not shit the way, about this. So, yeah, yeah. That's not the way to go. You know, it's kind of similar to like the exorcist in a way where like, you know, they had the doctor, but the, you know, it's like, this is not, this is beyond what a doctor can do. You know, we need a fucking priest, the whole thing like that. Um, it's, it's kind of similar, but this has like more of an evil, you know, they don't need to, this Dimitri character is not out to save this woman in any way. You know, that's yeah. not the goal whereas that is the goal in the exorcist is to like let's save this child's soul yeah like you know dimitri has fucking evil intentions man which i think is a really cool way uh to make this its own kind of story uh, but on its own really but they do show he has a conscience because he let her go the first time or something right like he let her like, out from like that that ritual that was going on so now was that supposed to be like her actual her or was this supposed to no that I was her that was like because that okay. was her that was her old boyfriend remember that was the whole hang up uh, okay, of the okay, husband okay. that like that's like her old fucking dude and he has power. so i wasn't sure if it was like another woman that had a similar situation that he ended up like not no following no through that on. was that was legit her gotcha. yeah so like this whole thing was like brought about by him you Full know circle, he started yeah. it and he's he's back to finish it and his 10 years are almost up uh that's just such a cool thing uh what do you think though about like the father character in this he like he's kind of useless right like he doesn't really do anything like it's really dimitri that steps in for good you know or bad and kind of takes like the leading role yeah i mean the the husband is definitely like um you know the denier of, of most of what's happening until it's like blatantly in his face yeah, until it's too um, late. And he can no longer deny it um but even then he still is just kind of like inept to the whole thing he doesn't like try to help really in any way he's very much like this confused agent throughout like the entire second half of the film where like you just said he doesn't he doesn't do shit man he's just kind of like a space taker in the story in a yeah, way to like bring all these forth. people together yeah, even yeah. the fucking doctor dude takes like more of a front seat to things where he's Absolutely. like, no, like we need to get these fucking tests done. Like, I don't like that's oh, the only the, way that that scene where like he has that fucking the doctor has the head thing on her and she's like fucking the mom uh-huh. is like fully possessed in the bed at this point. Dude, this is wild shit. Just the way this looks like what the fuck, man? Is this what ho- uh, hospital rooms used to look like? Jesus. <laughs> In that man, oh, this child is great. must be born. She's got like I, crazy I, eyes. She does an amazing job yes, of portraying this like possessed born. woman, man. She she's fucking awesome in this film. First, I'll kill you. I I really like when she's like laying there, like saying the shit, and her one eye. It's completely straight, and the other one is like going circular, 
like around uh, her eye socket. Like she's like, it's rotating around. The nurse is like horrified by what's fucking going on. It's such a cool scene. Like she really does play like a good possessed woman or person, whatever the yeah. fuck you want to say. Just in general, she does a really good job. Uh, I like the way that they switch between like fucking three or four voices between the whole thing. Uh, you know, yeah, it's yeah. the deep demon voice. There's like the kid voice. There's like another demon voice. And then it's like, it's, oh, it's, it's and really. I, I, I'll give this fucking, I'll give this movie its flowers in the, in the aspect that they, they do a straight rip off of the head turning, you know, scene. Um, but I feel like they did a better job in this movie than they did with, you know, Reagan and fucking exorcist. I think the, the full head rotation in this one with the mother is far creepier. Um, I think it looks better. Just like the expression on her face and stuff like that was really good. Um, so it, even in like the, some of the stuff that was a blatant ripoff, they almost did it better um, in some ways than the exorcist did. The only thing that I feel like, you know, I would pick the exorcist still over is just like the overall, storytelling and like the finish of the film you know making more coherent sense to me yeah uh they do do the the vomit scene yeah, do do. in this one uh only it's done i'm not gonna say more realistically but it's less yeah. of like uh, it's less of like a fire hydrant of puke and more of just yeah, like this, her i do like fucking, the ooze yeah they, this, this is this is where we get some fucking some goo finally uh, but she's fully possessed at this point and she's just puking up goo like troll too. looks great yeah. on, you filthy pig. lick the vile whore's vomit <laughs> lick the vile whore's vomit so Chris. fucking good dude <laughs> anytime I see like these actors or actresses or whatever with the colored eye lenses on like the contacts and in like the 70s or whatever all i could think uh, of is like that was probably fucking horrible like that was probably a fucking horrendous <laughs> yeah, experience dude. but she does a really good job in like looking like this sickly possessed you know demonic creature talking to she this person yeah like talking to this person that's absolutely horrified he's got like you know those like Coke bottle glasses on and stuff. He's like a stereotypical doctor in one of these movies. Um, it really, I find her as like a possessed human better than Reagan in the exorcist. Like overall as like a possessed individual, I think hers is like more believable. Yeah. You can make a, you can make a strong argument for that, man. Um, and I don't know if it's because she's just like an older woman. So like she has like the ability to like really, you know, get into that character and, and transform, but uh, you definitely make a, a strong point there. Um, I do still enjoy, you know, Reagan's, uh, you know, display if in her movie, I think that it, uh, it works amazingly well in the exorcist also. Um, but this really is a great fucking possession portrayal, man. She gets into this character throughout this entire second half of the movie um, and it, it, it's captivating every scene that she's in and when she's fully possessed, you're, you're fucking locked in wanting yeah. to know what's going to happen. It, it just builds and builds and builds. I have no problem with, um, the length of this movie. I enjoy it. I enjoy the whole thing. It's but a little, it's almost two hours. It's, it's a little almost longer. two hours. I feel like if they trim down some of that beginning, uh, you could probably yeah. get rid of a little bit of that. Um, it, it probably would take people like you who were like kind of on the fence like where if this was maybe an hour Oops, 25, okay. you would probably be more inclined to enjoy it um, because, you know, there's there's tons to like about it. But I can see where you would think like, oh, like it's kind of dragging a little bit. Nothing really is going go, on. Yeah. But you know that I like that, like fucking people hanging out, people just fucking doing like normal shit for whatever reason. Uh, I find it entertaining because you get a glimpse of like, what do they think Americans are like? You know what I mean? Like in all these Italian movies, oh, it's yeah, it's always dude. supposed to be like people in America. So it's like you got these guys living in Italy, uh, Italy their whole life. That was a fucking mouthful. Um, <laughs> you got these guys living in Italy their whole life, writing like what it's like to be a you know, a fucking street tough in New York or like a whatever from Chicago. I love it. 
I love it. I find it really, really, really funny. Dude, um, the way like the best ones are like the uh, the Fauci action movies. Like it, it really is in oh, full yeah. display of like how ridiculous they portray some of those people in well, New York. Well, what I love about that is like they use those same characters, and it takes place in Rome. So it's like you got this guy oh, yeah, talking yeah. like he's in fucking Brooklyn, but it's you know they're in fucking <laughs> Coliseum's behind us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, man, there's a there's a lot of good. Uh, there's a lot of good like action flicks that these dudes all did um, back before you may have seen, you know, before they got into the horror movies or whatever. There's a lot of them out there. I definitely wouldn't discount them. Uh, you were saying that all the scenes with the mom possessed were fucking awesome, you know, captivating. I really like when she's got the straight jacket on and she's like, finally, kind of like had enough of this shit. Right, like this is I kind of just like placated you people for our... I yeah I'm in like way more control than you think I am kind of like display. She's covered in vomit, but she like just rips the fucking straight jacket off. I love this part too. Dimitri fucking slides over to her. Yeah. Jessica, how beautiful she was, sensitive like a child. All the voice transformed. There was great. The world through her. You fool! You let her get away that time. Remember? See, that's that's where they kind of like make yeah. sure you know that it it's the same people. But I really do like how this demon is like talking to him. Well, actually, it's supposed to be the devil, I think, right? Because in the beginning, like that fucking uh, like intro, it's supposed to be the devil talking, right? Okay. So it's like supposed to be like the Antichrist being born. Like yeah, that's that's how I think this. Scene. Yeah, so yeah, we're gonna have we're that. gonna have two movies in a row, man, about with the fucking Antichrist. That's pretty cool. <laughs> um, yeah, so I really do like when she starts showing like she's truly powerful, and that like these people fucking there's nothing they can do about it. Uh, she does. She tosses the fucking dude. Oh, dude. <laughs> oh that's one of the fucking funniest scenes this is like too that like this is where like the husband has to like come to the realization that like okay this is not she's not just sick <laughs> something Something's else wrong. is definitely up he looks like a polonia I kind of <laughs> it's getting fucking <laughs> tossed around <laughs> Oh, it's like Emperor Palpatine. Yeah, I love her. Like, dude, her expressions too throughout that is just drooling and shit. Those like contacts, the yellow contacts really do add to the whole, like to everything. Like it really does make her Possession. look. I, I don't know if it's like because she has like blonde hair also. So oh, like those yeah, contacts yeah. make her look kind of like like non non human yeah like a really yeah. odd look it's really cool and like you could see if you're if you're watching our youtube stream um the picture from the uh from the uh the, what's it called the poster you see like her eyes are like glowing in it like that's a cool thing that they do in this movie right where like that's kind of the sign of the demon is the uh, it, and it adds the glowing so eyes. much man like like you just said the way it makes her look it sets it off. I think like just like the makeup and like the way that she looks with the eyes and everything, it really does add so much to the transformation where I think there it's, it's subtle, but perfectly subtle. Yeah. Whereas with the exorcist, it's a little bit over the top. This yeah, is like it's real like dialed in. Yeah. It's almost more of like, a, I'm not going to yet again, I'm not going to say more realistic, but like a more realistic. That's what you're saying though. It, it yeah. feels more realistic. Yeah, so uh, why don't why don't you tell him how this thing ends? I don't even fucking know, dude. Our man Dimitri. It's so confusing. Our man Dimitri has a change of heart and doesn't go through with the ritual, and uh, the baby is born stillborn, and that is the that's what's under the sheet. That's like the uh, the stillborn baby, but and that, but but that but yeah exactly but but. The, the sun opens up a package and you see this box earlier in the movie. It's next to the mother when she's lying in the bed. It's like next to her. Um, he like, he's opening up this box 
and it's the fucking it's a replica of Dimitri's car that he was in when he crashed and he throws it over the side of the ferry and you see his eyes fucking glowing. Yeah, so he just possessed. That's what I understand. He possessed. So is the he kid. the baby from the original one that she got away from? No, no, no. Oh, I didn't like, even think about that. So like the kid's been the fucking Antichrist the whole time. Dude, I didn't even think of that. That's why he's able to fucking. Well, no, that doesn't really make sense because why would the demon be fucking trying to do it again if he was already there? To get to Dimitri. Yeah, but like the 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 deed was done. You know what I mean? Like they already brought the baby in. Then, if if the little kid was, that was the whole thing. They wanted to bring the baby into this well, world, right? But if also, like, yeah, this dude, this dude backed out. He's a fucking piece of shit. You got to fucking. I think they would just wait another tie up, like tie up the loose ends. You know I was what I'm gonna saying? Say, I think they'd just wait another like five years. <laughs> this kid so could he, go after. He him. comes naturally. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. I guess he's like pretty old in this. <laughs> By pretty old, he's probably. I'm gonna look it up. He was probably like fucking 32 years old in this movie. I was gonna say, yeah, he's probably younger than us in this fucking movie. Uh, I I don't mind the ending. I like that he has the change of heart and he doesn't go through with it. Um, I kind of wasn't expecting that until maybe like just before we could see like his whole thing fucking changes and he's not really nefarious anymore. Uh, I did like the ending. I would love to watch this with a group of people. I think this would be a good group watch also. Because there's a lot of funny shit. Uh, there's one clip. Usually Grizz pulls the clips. But he didn't pull this one this week. So I have the uh, I have the random clip of the week for you. Oh, you pulled one. Nice. Yeah, I, right. I had to pull this. Because like, these people are just going to be like, what the fuck? So uh, the dad is like walking down the street when all the demonic shit is starting to get worse. And he's basically accosted by like a street band. The fucking band, dude. I the thought one, about pulling this, but I was like, this is so fucking The stupid, one dude, dude is playing like a pan flute or like what a, what the hell is that thing called? I think you're right. I think it's a pan flute. No, yeah. the pan flute is like the long one, like the one Peter Pan the played. Hand, right? played. Yeah. Oh, okay. um, it's like a, like a, oh man, why can't I, a recorder? Like a recorder. <laughs> you play but hot cross it, buns on it. Yeah, exactly. He's playing it with his fucking nose, though. It's like literally stuck up his nose. Another demonic undertone song. This whole band is just like following this dude, circling him, harassing him with like so weird. smooth prog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, jazz, jazzy prog stuff. R and B music. There's one point where, like, you hear the guy going like, oh like the blowing of his nose. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, there's tons of stuff in this that's just—it's so entertaining and it's, it's sprinkled throughout. Um, it's actually available on YouTube, which is probably why we haven't gotten thrown off or anything for any of these songs. Yeah. Uh, but Grizz. Uh, before we move on to our next thing, let me hear your final thoughts on Beyond the Door. You know, after, while I was watching it, I fucking hated it because it was like a struggle. Then after I digested it a little bit and I thought about, you know, what I watched and I kind of scrimmed through it again. Um, there's there's a lot to like here. You know, if I, I think you just said like, you know, a little bit ago, if they would have brought this down maybe to 120, 125. Um, it'd probably be a little bit more enjoyable for me. The two hour almost uh, time run is, is, is a bit rough at times just cause the dialogue, there's so much unneeded dialogue and storytelling that doesn't really go anywhere. Uh, but other than that, like the actual possession aspect of this film, the poltergeist, uh, stuff that we saw here, it, it's really well done. It's, it's fucking better at, at doing what the exorcist did in a lot of ways, um, I still love The Exorcist, maybe because I saw it first or whatever, but like, um, this definitely gives that movie a solid fucking run for its money, man. Yeah, there you go, man. And uh, next week, we're going to follow this up with another uh, possession-type film that is, uh, I guess it would be technically a, not a ripoff, but uh, influenced by The Exorcist, and that's going to be uh, The Song of Solomon. I have the DVD Blu-ray right here. Um, this is a newer one. Um, probably one of my favorite modern horror movies, like legit, like I like this movie better than beyond the door. I like this movie better than the exorcist. I'm straight up. I fucking love oh, this shit. hundred percent, dude. 
And that, uh, is, I'm telling you guys right now, next week's movie is gonna fucking blow your lids back. This movie fucking rules. Yeah, so. the, we're gonna up the gore. We're gonna up the fucking blasphemous yeah. shit. Um, it's going to be quite the ride and you can see that at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash video podcast and we will be joined by a blast <laughs> from the past because this will be our Christmas celebration so we have to do something special and we have a very special person that we will be bringing on. Um, I think you guys are going to be happy because he sure is happy to come. Uh, that's what who is it? There you go. <laughs> uh, the quiz. Uh, that's that's all for next week, next Tuesday. Uh, let's let's get into the wide world of metal, where we listened to something this week where I was like, "Holy fuck, dude! This fucking rules!" <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, uh, I, I I brought to the table a real fucking dope band this week. This band is out of Pittsburgh, Massachusetts. Uh, the name of the band is Esquela Grind, um, dude. This fucking band rules in so many ways. Um, the song that we're going to hear um, is, is Ball and Chain, but this is coming off of a new release that's not out yet. Um, and, and what this band has done that I fucking absolutely love, they put out three different releases over their, uh, their time period as a band that are labeled as what the band's influence are. So they started out, they put out a power violence fucking album that just dialed in power violence like to a fucking t and then like a few fucking albums later they put out a grindcore album called grindcore and it is just like a fucking exhibition of perfection man of what that that is so this song here comes off of their next release and that is death metal and if this is any fucking indication of what the new album is going to be like i cannot wait for the full release of this thing let's play the first clip of this uh ball and chain off of the new heavy metal album from the squala grind yeah they have a they have a video for it uh let's just yeah. add that to this which is awesome <laughs> female guitar player female vocalist right hell yeah you never know no it's awesome this would be a band that, like, when I was in my early 20s, I would fucking love to go see. Oh, dude. Hell yeah. It's been fun to see this band. It's like when oh, we used to go see, like, <laughs> yeah. like yeah. like, on Broken Wings or something. It's like he just went to yeah. he just went to mosh and fight. That was it. He didn't care about seeing them. He just went to go fucking <laughs> go be an asshole. And I'm, I'm putting it out there right now, man. Anybody that listens to fucking, you know, that wants to make heavy metal music listen to that goddamn snare drum on this fucking uh on this song man that is how you produce and you dial in a snare sound it's it's fucking heavy it's got a great like ring to it man it, it just sets itself apart from the rest of the drum mix so well it, it, it's like the perfect metal drum production on this man everything about the song fucking rules her vocals ridiculous dude they are fucking awesome yeah i really do like the production of this has that like really deep low end uh guitars and bass sound fucking heavy as hell uh like i said this is a fucking band i would love to see live uh we have a second clip that is uh equally as heavy as the first might even be better (laughs) might even be better from the same i love this two-step they fucking get into here so good See, this would have been awesome to see when I can actually move without hurting myself. (laughs) Now I can only play the music. I can't fucking go see it anymore. Yeah, and like, like looking up like the band's lyrical content and shit, they're like super into just fucking like, you know, the band sounds evil or whatever, dude. It's all about like uplifting fucking like positive fucking message shit and stuff. Like they're all about like, local metal fucking communities and like fucking coming together what a fucking dope fun band this has to be man like this is what it's all about you know what i miss when i used to go to show i'm gonna go back like i'm an old man but i'm I'm actually getting there now i'm like the old guy if i go to the shows Uh, (laughs) but like when i was younger going to like new york hardcore shows in like the fucking late 90s early 2000s 
like you would go see bands and like they would act like they fucking hated you you know what i mean like you would go and like they oh, would be they would be yeah, trying to punch you <laughs> like they would be fucking just it would be oh. just violence and it's so funny how now like everything's so uplifting where like when when we were like going to shows and stuff like that or at least like the bands i was going to see at that time everything was such a standoffish yeah a little standoffish yeah, standoff a, yeah such a, like fucking going to see neglected stuff like shit like that where it's just like <laughs> fuck life and all that like you know it ain't fucking worth it blood for blood all that shit like so wild. yeah all the all the death metal bands all they sung about was fucking well uh, you know depending if you were going to see like ib <laughs> yeah you had to go hear about the iraq war i guess but uh it oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, was that time period too a lot of a lot of death metal bands are touching on that one yeah isn't that funny like people are gonna Weird. go through so like you know, like when you look at like different genres of metal or at least the stages of like the metal evolution you see like all right like first like everybody it was like a live photo of the band then it went to like an illustration then the illustrations went to like a more uh extreme illustration <laughs> and then you started getting into like all that other shit um <laughs> i like the, the era of like the photo collage oh. fucking uh metal album covers i saw that a lot oh yeah like where you'd have like the little fucking like you know, like didn't fetus have like wasn't dying fetuses like Iraq War fucking inspired like well, album a photo collage cover on the front of it? I don't know, I man. But like, like it was, but like people are gonna go through like all those. You're gonna see like the '90s like crazy illustrated horror shit, and then all of a sudden you're gonna see a lot of military stuff. People with gas masks <laughs> on, things like that. Um, it's like what the fuck the happened? Autopsy in, did one too. They did a fucking. Album it, like it's that. like what happened in the early 2000s? People are gonna be like, oh, I don't fucking know. I don't know. I, I failed history war, war happened <laughs> war started um but grizz i really i really really do dig this band i will be listening to this next album uh i texted you back immediately i was like dude this fucking, yeah, fucking sick like, this is, yeah this is fucking <laughs> sick um oh, yeah they're available everywhere uh right Str uh what the hell's it called yeah. spotify uh, uh yes yeah, my youtube um get to their band camp they have a ton of dude their fucking merch is sick so definitely dude they have a huge catalog um they put out a new album this last year that fucking crushes this next one uh the heavy metal or the death metal album comes out um early 2024 this was the first release off of it and like i said if it's anything like this fucking song dude sign me the fuck up it's gonna be awesome yeah i definitely i definitely am in for the rest of this one uh chris you keep hitting me with these fucking awesome bands lately all this fucking <laughs> shit trying, that i really dude. like i don't trying. know how, how do you do it man how are you finding these people i am a fucking purveyor of metal my friend dude i legitimately like will spend a few hours trying to find something interesting and unique dude i'm gonna for everybody call you, each week man i'm gonna call oh, i got it now man you're the metal miner that's your fucking <laughs> that's your like new that. nickname at the beginning of every Digging fucking deep, episode. Dude. Yeah, yeah. See well dude, we could oh man. All right, no, I'm gonna say I'm gonna save that for when we uh when All we right, do our like reboot. It. Yeah. So uh one thing that we were talking about before the show and you know, we have our I guess what you would call our uh regular format that we do our show in and stuff, especially this is more towards the live um, thing that we do on YouTube with the video and everything. Yeah. Um, come January, we're going to change it up a little bit. Uh, still going to do it same time, same, same day and all that stuff. Uh, just, you know, the way we go about things, we're going to try to make it a little bit more entertaining for our viewers. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be a fun time. I get two weeks off uh, at the end of this month. And all that time is going to be uh, rebooting our presentation here. So it should be good. I'm, I'm pretty excited so about I'm that. I'm going to give away a little secret. Mike bought a dunk tank. And he's going to be setting it up in his studio. And, <laughs> with my you know, computer have, on it. With everything attached. Yeah, we're going to have uh, plugged in. questions throughout the show. If you answer correctly, you know, we get to fucking dunk Mike throughout the entire show. It's going to be a wet and wild time. I'm going to have to figure out how to do like the, uh, I'm going to do the landline. Or like you could call in and I'm gonna pick up the phone <laughs> yeah, live on the I would, show. Bro, I would fucking love 
to have live call-ins on this show. I'll that would make out. me so happy. There's got to be a way that we can do it. There's got to be yeah, a way that I can bring in live callers here. Um, we could we can really turn into the coast to coast uh, of horror movies that. and all that shit. I would love it. Hey man, 2024. Art Bell. You know, we, we we said this year we're gonna go completely live. We're gonna go, you know, do video and everything. We did, did it. Dude. We figured it out. We kind of refined the process a little bit, but this is just like entry level shit. Unfortunately, we're not able to record in the same room, so uh, we're kind of fucking assholes for that. But you know, we're gonna you're gonna like what we yeah you're gonna like what we do. Oh, see, yeah, I'd call in. Yeah, see, we can have like <laughs> random, like, we can have random uh, interruptions. Hopefully, no, I don't know. I guess I'd have to work on that. Uh, <laughs> A little bit of delay of those calls, maybe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna have to work on that. I know the hog and maybe somebody with the initials uh, KC uh, might have yeah. a little too much fun with that. But next week, uh, we will be doing the song. Oh man, uh, the Song of Solomon just had a brain <laughs> fart. I can't wait to do that. Unearth film stuff is always fucking awesome. Uh, you can find everything we do at www.badtastevideo.com. You can visit our YouTube channel where we have all these live videos posted. Um, it's not like Twitch where they get rid of them. You can go all the way back to when we first started and see some shit. I have a video on our YouTube channel that I took all of the, I may have mentioned this before, I took all of the clips from uh, Demons and um, all the clips from when they're watching the movie in the Metropole, I took all those movie clips and I spliced them together to make like as much of a, uh, I guess, fluid story out of that. that like the characters each one of them and, and fucking it. recreated his own ending for yeah, the me movie. And my dog. that's going to be released next that's yeah, going to be fun yeah. just wait uh, but Chris, where can they find you on the internet? Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Kane underscore enabler. And you can find me at Bad Taste Video. And uh, like I said, next week is going to be a special one. We're going to have somebody special back. It's going to be 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on our YouTube page on Tuesday. And it will be our holiday spectacular, our Christmas spectacular, our Hanukkah spectacular, our Kwanzaa spectacular, our uh, what else is there? I don't even I don't know. Uh, I'm gonna dye my white and be fucking fire, dude. Bro. That would be sick if you showed up dressed like Santa Claus. That would be fucking it, man. I'd be down. I'd be down with that. Uh, but I'm excited for that. Unfortunately, we're not watching feeders too. Um, we can only do it so many times. But uh, I want to thank everybody for coming, and we will see you next week with the Song of Solomon.